Hello and welcome to Study Through Romans. Um, today we have a very, very interesting topic to study. Um, as a question that Paul asks in Romans chapter 3, verse 3. Say, what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? And so the topic is, shall their unbelief nullify the faithfulness of God? Shall their unbelief nullify the faithfulness of God? So, as a question. But we need to understand, what is the meaning of this word, unbelief? According to the scripture that we just read, the Greek word unbelief is apistia, meaning unfaithfulness or disobedience. So in other words, if Paul said, uh, if Paul said, for what if some did not believe, shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? He's trying to say, shall the unfaithfulness, shall their unfaithfulness, make the faith or the faithfulness of God without effect or shall their unfaithfulness nullify the faithfulness of God? That's the question. And so Paul question does the unfaithfulness of some Jewish people nullify God's faithfulness to his people? That's the does the unfaithfulness of some Jewish people nullify God's faithfulness to his people? That's the question that he's trying to ask. In other words, does the fact that those under the law broke the law, that they sin as all people do, mean that God will no longer be faithful to men? That's the question. Paul answered this question with a big no. In Romans chapter 3, verse 4. He said, God forbid, yield, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou might be justified in the sins. And might overcome when thou art judged. According to the above scripture, God remains faithful to the Jewish or to every people in spite of their sins. He remains faithful, he's God, in spite of the sins. All you need to do is to repent. Because the, the one thing I want people to understand here is this God does not hate the sinner, he hates sin. And so, because you are a sinner, there is a possibility. For you to be saved from your sin. That is the reason why Jesus Christ died. And so, what you need to understand here is this. The path of God and your own path. Your own path is to repent. That is the reason why the scriptures say, Repent ye therefore. It says, be, And be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. So there is a possibility for the Adamic nature to be washed out from your life with the precious blood of Jesus. There is a possibility for you to save but it's a possibility for you to have the new life, the new birth. If only you repent, you believe in our Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you'll be whole. And so God does not hate the sinner, but he hates the sin. He hates the sin. Because there is a possibility for that individual that is called a sinner to receive the new life. That is the reason why Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary. Because Christ's ultimate purpose on earth is to reconcile the fallen man to the Creator, to the Almighty God. He died that you and I will be saved. He died that you and I will be redeemed. He died that you and I will, rest, will be restored to, to our position. 
a diet that you and I uh, will be restored to our position. Because the word of God helps us to understand that in the Garden of Eden, where man fall, man lost his identity, man lost his position, man lost his authority. And so, with Jesus Christ, his death, his finished work on the cross of Calvary, whenever you as a man believe in him, accept in him, believe in him as your Lord and Savior, your authority will be restored to you. Your identity will be restored to you. Your authority will be restored to you. That is the reason why the scripture helps us to understand. It said, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature or a new person. It said, behold, all things have passed away and everything has become new. What are the old things that the scriptures talk about? Or what is the old thing that the scriptures talk about? The old thing is the Adamic nature. The Adamic nature. The sinful nature. And they say, everything has become new. And what are the new things that you receive? You are receiving the authority. You are receiving the identity. You are receiving your position in the kingdom of God. This, the, the, the story between the prodigal son and the father. The word of God helps us to understand after he had lavished all what he had. And he decided to come. And he said, I'm going to my father. And I will tell my father that I'm not even worthy to be called a son. And the scripture helps us to understand that the father saw his son coming from afar off. He rushed to him. And he accepted him in his bosom. And the scripture helps us to understand that he removed the rag. The old rag. And it gave him a new garment. And it put a ring on his finger. The garment is talking about the identity. The ring is talking about the authority. And it gave him a new shoe. Which is a position in the kingdom of God. So you and I. If you're here today. And you have gone far away from God. I want you to understand that God not hates you. He loves you. He cares for you. And he's still waiting to receive you unto him. He want to receive you unto him. He want to receive you unto him. He want to receive you unto him. Now we need to know something about the faithfulness of God to man. The scripture helps to understand in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 23, 22, sorry, to 23. It says, It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassion faileth not. His compassion what? Feel it not. And the scripture says they are new every morning. And great is the faithfulness of God. Great is the faithfulness of God. In respect of all what you have done in the sight of God. In respect of all what you have done in the sight of God. Once you repent. Once you change. Once you change. You make up your mind to come and live for him. He will accept you. He will accept you. Another thing I want you to understand here is this. His faithfulness or his kindness is everlasting. Isaiah 54 verse 7 to 8 says, For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with a great mercy will I gather thee. In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, says the Lord, the Redeemer. And so God is not willing to abandon us forever. God is not willing to reject us forever. Because the place we are talking about hell is not destiny for man. But because God did not have space for a man that continued to rebel or that 
that willing to separate itself completely for God in the kingdom of God. And so that is the reason why. But hell is designed for the demons, for the devil and his fallen demons. So God is God. And he also helps us to understand in, in Psalm 30 verse 5. He says, For his anger endureth but for a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. His anger lasts for just for a moment. Just for a moment. His wrath is just for a moment. And so, if you endure whatsoever you want you to go through, and then you repent, you change, you come back to him, he will accept you. He will receive you unto him. Look at the prodigal song. Yes, he suffered. And so, the suffering that he went through was for him to realize his mistake. And so, most often, God uses his wrath to warn us. To warn us. He, he uses it to, to hold our ears. He uses it to call us back to his attention. And so, that don't want you to think God hates you completely. So, because of that, you have, you have already destiny for hell. And so, there is no hope for you. No, it is not like that. He's looking for you. He's waiting for you. He needs you. He needs you. Backsliders should come back. Backsliders should come back. God loves you. God needs you. All you need to do, come and embrace him. Psalm 138 verse 8 says, The Lord will perfect that which concerned me. The mercy, O Lord, endure it forever. Forsake not the works of the hand, O Lord. And so the mercy of God endure it forever. His love, his compassion faileth not. It faileth not. He's waiting for you. For conclusion, the scripture helps to understand in 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we say that we have no sin, we what? We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But what we should do because of the sin? He said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If what we confess, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In other words, every other thing that has been in your life, once you repent, once you confess, once you ask God to forgive you, he will forgive you. He will cleanse you. He will cleanse you from all righteousness. And they say, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. And so we, all we need to do is to repent. We need to repent. We need to what? Repent. We just need to turn away from our sins. Come closer to him. Believe in him. Accept him. And then he will welcome us wholeheartedly. I want to encourage you if you have heard this message. I'm not trying to tolerate sin in no way. But I want you to understand that despite, in spite of you, and all what you have done, despite all the things that you have done, God still has a space for you in the kingdom of God. All you need to do is to repent. All you need to do is to change. Change. It's a be transformed by the renew of your mind that you will see that good and perfect will of God. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformation. And this is what brings transformation. 
the word of God. And the scriptures say, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. You've heard the word of God today that says, God is waiting for you. You've heard the word of God today that says, repent, 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 and God will receive you unto him. He will receive you unto him. Even God himself wants people to repent. He asks them to change. It is because he loves them. It is because he cares about them. It is because he needs them. God do not want you to perish. So if you want to receive Jesus in your life today, in your business today, in everything you are doing, you're going to pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. I believe in your word. And I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Come and make my heart your home. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving unto you. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, Lord, I want to thank you to all our listeners, God, all over the world that have listened to this message. That they bless them, God, those who have received you, God. And your glory rest upon them and help them to live according to your will. That your name will be glorified. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen.